Welcome to the pilot edition of Carolina Crime Junkies. I'm Stephen Overby, and I'm here with the co-host of the show, Mike McHugh, a former investigative reporter with the Jacksonville Daily News. Um, let's go ahead and take it away, Mike. Introduce yourself. Hey, Stephen. This is interesting. A nice, t- uh, nice uh, podcast here. Well, I think what we're going to uh, listeners are going to find is we're going to take a deep dive into some of the more uh, unusual crimes, uh, unsolved or solved, that happened or occurred over time in Onslow and Carteret County. So I'm, I'm anxious to uh, get going. There's a lot of cold cases out there. And I know as we get into uh, this and take the uh, listeners behind the scenes and uh, get the uh, information back out there, uh, perhaps somebody somebody knows uh, who did the dirty deed. And uh, that's, our, that's our attempt here to make more awareness to these cold cases and uh, also perhaps solve some of these cold cases. I'm excited about this uh, this adventure. Now, Mike, tell me, uh, is there any particular story that you've ever written about um, that, that really, what's the number one story that sticks out in your mind? Well, there's several. Over the past uh, 10, 12 years or so in uh, Onslow County, we've had some uh, very um, uh, unusual types of uh, homicides, one of which is the uh, the, the uh, stellar Marine, uh, Cesar Lorian, back in uh, 2008, um, and uh, killed his paramour. Uh, his girlfriend, who was also a Camp Lejeune Marine, and uh, not only killed her, but buried her in her backyard and then fled to Mexico. A uh, local story that gained international attention. Uh, Lorian was finally brought back to justice and is now serving a life term without parole in North Carolina. That and then a, an unsolved murder of uh, John D. Smallwood in Bear Creek back in uh, 2010. Uh, very interesting story there. There's a lot of uh, Loose ends that uh, people believe uh, the, the uh, killer is still out there, including um, John D. Smallwood's brother, uh, Hound Dog, uh, has put out rewards. And there's, a, there's actually money out there to find the uh, culprit in the death of John D. Smallwood. Did you not do a, um, an, an article that updated I did. The, the cold case with, with uh, Mr. Uh, yeah, it was a few Smallwood's years ago. death? A few years ago, uh, Hound Dog and his wife, Rosa, uh, they had a benefit barbecue and raised money and then presented it to uh, the local Crime Stoppers chapter, uh, again, to bring uh, awareness to the uh, unsolved crime. And uh, again, it's, uh, the money's still out there and the family wants closure. And that's oftentimes in these cold cases, uh, the families of the decedent are looking for closure. And it must be awfully difficult for them. You can only imagine. Well, why don't you begin to tell us um, some, some information about the, the crime as, as you know it? The, it happened uh, back in January of 20, 2010, and uh, John D. Smallwood lived in a uh, compound, so to speak, with uh, many other relatives, and he had uh, a single wide that uh, had two stories to it, believe it or not. It was like two trailers stacked atop one another. He lived with a roommate uh, named William Powers. And on the uh, evening of, I believe it was December or January 17th, John D. Smallwood, as we uh, learned from people close to the investigation, was sitting on his couch eating yogurt and uh, caught a round in the forehead. He was dead at the scene. No gun was ever found, and there was a pond out in front of his house, and uh, they actually uh, they drained the pond, found no weapon, and surprisingly, or not surprisingly, Mr. Powers is no longer in the area. Interesting. Was yeah. was Mr. Powers interviewed? I'm, I'm assuming he was interviewed, he was interviewed by detectives. And always, per, and always a person of interest, but uh, never uh, one that had charges brought against him. Uh, the, the, John D. Smallwood was a legend in the community. He had a uh, lawn uh, landscaping service. He owned a, a bar as well. And uh, he was known, and it was no secret, that uh, he oftentimes peddled in weed. 
Um, but uh, that was John D. Smallwood. He was really like a Pied Piper um, in, um, or, or like a Robin Hood in the in the community. He helped a lot of people out, and he was he was he was looked upon as a respectable uh, community member. And uh, it was a shocking uh, murder when it occurred. The day or two after his body, after the uh, after the homicide occurred, uh, the reporter along with me, Lindell Kay from the Jacksonville Daily News, went down to his uh, the, the establishment he owned not far from his home called Gators Den, and it was in the mid afternoon. And uh, we walked into the uh, establishment. And there was a female bartender. There was a, a younger guy sitting at the one end of the bar and an older gentleman sitting at the far end of the bar. And we started asking questions to the uh, bartender. This man started banging his hands on the desk and with his right hand moved it across his throat towards uh, the woman saying to her, basically, shut up or I'll shut you up. At that point, Lindell and I felt that the uh, the interview was over, and we left the bar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> that was I, a rather interesting part of the. Uh, I case. think that that would make me feel uncomfortable if I was in that in that situation. So you definitely feel like people in the area kind of like know more than they have told law enforcement officials. Now, let me ask you this: Is there any like suspicion of the the, the murder being related, like related to to to, to, to drug activity? No. No, okay. we don't know. I don't. We don't know motive behind. Uh, so there's no motive. Motive. There, we don't know motive. Um, the, the, like all eyes were on the uh, on the roommate powers, but nothing could. Uh, there was not evidence there that would uh, uh, give law enforcement the necessary uh, charge for. I wonder where Mr. Powers is today. Any idea? We don't know. I think when we when the when the story when it was first developing, we believe he went. He, he moved to the western portion of the state. But uh, as you know, looking up individuals, uh, the name William Powers isn't the most unique name to. to, uh, it, to uh, it, it would be interesting to find out if he was still alive or mm -hmm. if he is perished. Yeah, you know, you don't mess with the small ones. We, that's that's <laughs> the, the, that's certainly true around here. I think every all the locals know that. That's a pretty prominent name in the Bear Creek community. Yeah. Well, Mike, I think we'll wrap this little mini session up. Yeah, this will be good. And we'll prepare, you know, for uh, when we talk about other uh, high-profile cases, uh, both solved and unsolved. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to do my due diligence and research and, you know, make you uh, answer some tough questions. Okay. All I right. hope I have the answers. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll see you next time, folks.